Welcome to the podcast M&A War Stories. You're joined by your hosts, Robert Heaton and Toby Tester. Each week, we walk through M&A projects where we've been involved in the course of our careers, unpacking the good, the bad, and the ugly. Our purpose in doing this is to leave you, the listener, with valuable lessons and experiences that you can use in your own M&A projects. So without wasting any more time, let's get this podcast underway. Toby, greetings from Melbourne. Greetings from Sydney. Rob, let's see, it's a bit of a sunny day here. So, I mean, look, it's not raining. I mean, geez, what no, can I say? <laughs> no, well, I've just spent two days in hospital having my nasal surgery done. Oh, good for you. And uh, so I haven't seen daylight for about 48 hours. But uh, And by the way, if I sound slightly nasally, it's simply because I've had all sorts of things shoved up my nose in the last 48 hours. But I've got to say, the surgeon, <laughs> they've done a remarkable job. I've got no no residual pain or swelling or anything. And the prognosis is that blockage that I had in my internal nose channel is now cleared. Right. So I've had the equivalent of a Black & Decker drill shoved up my nose. Excellent. Um, Excellent, Rob. Well, thanks for, thanks for all the detail as well. <laughs> you are welcome. We have chosen to talk about Elon Musk. We pick some great topics, don't we? We, we do. Know. We do. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've spoken about Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos, but that was yeah. one. Yeah. And um, look, in the past, we've been talking about SPACs and various crazy yeah. deals in the past. And yeah. I look at this, and I don't know what you think, Rob, but I think this is one hell of a crazy deal. And you kind of ask yourself, where is this? Yeah. Now, for those people that quite picked up what we're talking about, Elon Musk has, <laughs> has bought Twitter yes. or is in the process of buying Twitter. With a view of completing, I think it is, at the end of this year. Yeah. Now, like all scenarios like this, when it first hit the, the airwaves, mm. oh, there was God knows how much press release about it, about what he was doing it for and why. And mm. So what do you think? Why is he buying? Well, why, indeed, why? The thing is, is that when Elon, Elon sort of talks about these things, he does talk in tweets because he's a big Twitter user himself. So I know he, he is, yeah. He only yeah. limited a few characters. So basically he says he wants to take a private so he can work on improving the product. But he wants to do it away from the private eye. And he is a big believer in more free speech on the platform, whatever that means, because like all these things, it's never as simple as it sounds. So I think he believes he can do something that no one else has managed to achieve with Twitter so far. I mean, put simply, that's about it. But I think there's a bit more of a why to this, which I'll go into. But there is. Your turn now, Rob. Well, like you just said, when it first came out, all this stuff about wanting more freedom of speech, the town square platform, mm. revolutionizing social media. And you sit there and you go, yeah, rap, 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 applaud. Interesting enough, he's actually Bullshit. a big harasser on, um, on social media. And, and I look at that and I go, yeah, okay, fine. People of his caliber don't just buy something because you want to be a social crusader. Not when you're pumping 40 billion dollars into it so you um, think this is a, a clear business venture that he's embarking upon here rob i think it's a business venture and i think it's got social uh, crusading as its calling card mm. but the reality is twitter's another platform that in some way and, and by the way i don't know the answer to this mm. 
but in some way needs to be monetized. This is interesting, Rob, because it's been lost making from the very start. How long has Twitter been around for? I think it's been about 16 oh, years, I think, something like that. Probably it's, in total, yeah. Yeah, it hasn't made any money at all. I mean, I think it's not doing too badly. But last year, the year before, it lost over $1.5 billion. So in an advertising perspective, it's an absolute dismal failure compared to Facebook, which is um, being far more profitable than uh, Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. And also compared to Facebook, Twitter's got a particular demographic of audience. So it's older people. Yeah, it's older. I think Democrats, I think probably people who are may I say more intellectual, I think it's used predominantly by journalists, um, politicians, movie stars, scientists. I think it's used in the academic world. So that's where I ease towards this view that says he's got to monetize it some way because that list of people you've just Mm. called out, politicians, Mm. journalists, scientists, Mm. professionals, movie stars, etc., all of them have leveraged Twitter as a platform Yep. And through that, they have indirectly increased their wealth, mm. right? Kardashians, the the press, the you know, the press get more readership and all that sort of stuff. Well, that's what social so, media is there for, Rob. I mean, in you know, many ways, you're there to promote <coughs> what you do. It's a platform to promote yourself, and as a result, you can sell what it is you're doing, whether yeah. it's a service or a product or your own now, brand. Now, if somebody takes. I don't know, two cents for each Twitter or whatever like that. Yeah. That that's that's a way that you can monetize it. It's not going to be that simple. Uh no, I don't think it is. No. But I'm convinced, and I may be proven wrong, but I'm convinced that he's doing this for a business purpose predominantly. And he's what he's putting out to the world mm. is that he's doing it for good social. Yes, I, I wonder about the social side because that, that's a bit of an oddity, but we can get to that one. From a business perspective, I agree with you, and I think that's partly the reason why we're getting signals that he actually might be backing away from this deal because he did tweet only last Friday that he was putting the deal temporarily on hold because he wanted to make a bit more of an inquiry into spam or fake accounts that exist on Twitter. And so... It's kind of indicating that Twitter in some way was under-reporting on on the fake accounts, the bots, so to speak. And he is possibly using this as a means by which he can edge out of the deal. And in particular, the $1 billion termination connected with this deal if you did pull out of this whole deal before the end of the year. So, and I think that's partly due to the fact that his own Tesla shares, which he's using as collateral for the fundraising, have actually gone down quite significantly recently. Yeah, and, and Twitter shares has gone down, and and I think he's now thinking, "Wow, I'm potentially going to lose a lot of money, and maybe I, I am paying too much. Maybe the forty-four billion dollar price tag is a little bit." too high for what value represents him. Maybe he's trying to negotiate down. I'm going to put that another way around. Yeah. And I think we're both saying the same thing. I mean, first of all, I'll go back to this point about more freedom of speech, social Mm. crusading, all that sort of thing. By the way, I question the social crusading part because I'm not too sure that he is a social crusader. 
No, but you know, I think he's a free speech person. I that's think right. he, he's definitely the, on that. The town but, square, um, make it available for everybody. But, it has know. A, but free speech has a double edge to it. Well, the point I was going to make was that I lived in Texas for a while, mm. and the Texans have got a word that they use for this sort of situation. And if you were to describe Muskie's sort of saying he's mm. got to do in terms of his social responsibilities or whatever, the, the good old Texan word is bullshit, right? And it is. It's bullshit. But <clears throat> here's the point. You've said he, there's, there's news in the last few days that he might be backing away from the deal. I think there's another way of looking at this. He's not backing away from the deal. He's made a huge splash and a huge announcement, $44 billion to acquire Twitter. Yeah. And this has been done, at least as far as anybody like you and I know, with zero due diligence. Well, yes, I think people like Musk are a, a bit of a maverick. I think they and, and they I do think, things by the seat of your pants. And, they do, um, but I think there's some part of it now that says, now that I've got your attention, we are going to do some due diligence because I think you've got a whole load of dodgy accounts in there that fake, et cetera, et cetera. Hmm. And I think you hit on a point that he could be using this now as a, really a strategy to go back and sort of go, yeah, right, okay, we're not talking $44 billion anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Well, that's right. So it's a negotiating ploy. And look, I think what I've seen and what I've certainly read about is that it's really in the backdrop of falling share prices and that he'll be up for a bit more money than what he would find currently palatable. What would be interesting, and it's odd that this hasn't happened, at least as far as we know, there's nobody else courting Twitter other than Elon Musk. Well, then the point being is that other people are saying, well, I don't know how you can monetize Twitter because it's not a monetizing type business model, I think is the best way to put it. Much in the way, same way that Wikipedia doesn't make money. It's seriously useful, but it doesn't make any money. True, but that doesn't mean that it can't. No, it can. It can. Uh, Rob, I, I think that part of the interesting is just how this is actually being funded, how, how he's working this one out. And I find that part interesting in itself. Back to something for a minute. Mm. Just an acid test from my point of view. Okay, mm. so, I mean, when did this first come out? Two or three weeks ago that Musk was buying Twitter? April. Something like that? April. April. Yeah, right. Okay. So, it's hit the airwaves. It's Massive news. Mm. Now, he didn't just wake up one morning and, I know, I'll buy Twitter. Twitter for some time now. So he has been so, accumulating shares for a while. Right. So, and the next thing is that Elon Musk is the sort of person who's surrounded by many, many top investment professionals who will be advising him and will have been aware of his strategy to do this. Right? He hasn't just done this as a lone ranger. He hasn't woken up one morning and gone, ah, bugger it, I'll buy Twitter today. Right? There'll be a lot of other people that have been involved in this deal before it ever got out into the public domain. Yeah. And the other thing we've got to look at is there's a billion-dollar termination fee on this yeah. thing. So if he, after three weeks turns around and goes, ah, now I've changed my mind, right? First of all, he's got a billion-dollar 
termination fee, well, okay, that's not going to hurt him a great deal. But what will hurt him is the reputational damage because people will look at it and go, the guy's a loose cannon. He doesn't know what he's doing. Well, exactly. So, essentially, they won't help him out for any future acquisitions. Yeah, if he backs out of this, then (sighs) exactly. So, he won't have the same reputation going forward. So, I'm whilst we don't know the answer, Mm. I'm convinced that he's... Now, now, by by the way, I'm going to preempt this. I'm going to say that Elon Musk has probably got a business model in his head where he believes he can monetize or add value I to so. Twitter. Right? I, and I have a ge- I'm, I'm going to guess, actually, what that might be. Rob. Well, be- before you do, mm. I'm going to say, even though we, we both agree he might have a business model in his head, that doesn't mean that it's a business model that's going to work. It's just that he might have a business model in his head. If, any, if anybody can make yeah. it work, he bought yeah. electric cars and made them mainstream. He's basically privatized the space industry, and he's got a very successful company boring holes, tunnels. You know, tunnels you know? <laughs> so he's got, a, he's got a reputation. Of course, one of his first ventures was in PayPal. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The world needs people like that. I mean, it's, yeah. the, it's the Steve Jobs model again. Yeah, and there will be people like this in our world that you can count on one hand, that the absolute visionaries, they don't always get it right, but most of the times they do. I'm still convinced there's a business model to monetize Twitter. I'm convinced that he's seized the press opportunity of announcing this and, wow, big news. Yeah, It's given him the opportunity to walk through the front doors with his $44 billion and then turn around and go, well, actually, before I hand this all over, I want to do some due diligence. And I think what he's doing now is he's not backing away. I think what he's doing is retrospective due diligence. Well, he's knocking the price down. Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's where, that's where it's heading. And again, I don't know the answer. I'm not Elon Musk. But I'll come back to the point. He's not doing this singularly on his own. There's investment bankers behind this. There are other Well, people. I think from, from a monetary perspective, certainly, because this is a leverage buyout. This yeah. so It's based upon bank loans. He's yeah. using his own Tesla stock as uh, collateral and also some cash. So, effectively, it is a buyout, and it's a common practice. If you want to bring out, a, take a, a public company and make it private, then LBOs are, are a very common way of acquiring a company because you actually only have to <laughs> leverage a very small portion of your own assets. You can do it by using Twitter's own assets um, as, as collateral, collateral. You know, yep. for the loan itself. So, it's, it's a common approach, LBOs, and that's what's – so, it's no difference <clears> here. But – it still comes down to why he's doing it and where he might be going. And I'd like to do some guessing here. All right. Well, go for it. Okay. Twitter really isn't a, t- a de facto town square. Not really. It, it's, a, it's a bit of a kind of a, a fairly rough place full of elites and trolls and journalists and God knows how many bots all slugging it. As far as I'm concerned, Twitter's like barking dogs. Once one starts barking, <laughs> they all start barking. And yep. that's what it's like. The problem is, it's, <laughs> you might have free speech, but free speech can be pretty darn awful. And it basically is a big turnoff. If you really have that, then people don't want to tweet if they're going to have 
God knows how many people sort of barking back at them, which is often the case, by the way. So it takes a certain individual to go out uh, uh, tweeting in the first place. Well, I think you alluded to it earlier that there, yeah. whilst it might be an alleyway of barking dogs, yeah. they're, re they're refined elitist barking dogs. Well, <laughs> some of them. Well, <laughs> no, well, you've got Marjorie Taylor Greene and, and all those sorts of people who Donald are... Donald Trump. Uh, yep. Donald Trump, well, not, not any longer, he got banned. But who else, Marjorie Taylor Greene is still there and talking about barking dogs, well, she's certainly one, and there's plenty of them. But the thing that interests me about this is that there is something in it, and there is something in Twitter, because for all you might say about it, it, it is massively influential. Yes. Uh, it, yeah. That's the thing. It's, it's not Facebook, but wow, does it have an impact and a cultural impact in our lives. So Twitter is big. And my thought is that I wonder whether, in actual fact, Elon Musk is looking at Wikipedia, for example. Wikipedia has, it's basically got its own moderation system that whereby it sorts out contributions from people. And it has a way of, content moderation that's actually done by the people themselves. It's rather than actually having somebody high on up saying how you moderate, it's actually done by the people. And the people decide what's good content and what should not be there. So the stuff that's basically plain obscene, illegal, or plain, you know, harmful, insulting gets weeded out. And then you have good content that's still free speech, but without the stuff that's harmful. And potentially... He is maybe looking to make uh, Twitter open source, which I know he wants to do. Yeah. Another possibility is they take a decentralized approach, which is very much what Wikipedia is. Wikipedia is totally decentralized. And then have it something that's perhaps more community-owned and moderated. And if you did that, then you might have a business model that works and then you could go down the subscription model because people would pay for it. Because what it then becomes a <coughs> town square where people will have the power not only to reason and up, but also to moderate. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you because I was listening to your argument up to a point. Yeah. And I was about to say, Nana, nah, nah, Toby, you're going down the social crusade route yeah. again. And Musk isn't gonna throw forty-four billion at this, just to mm. be a social crusader and a do-gooder. But yeah, you qualified it and said that, and, and I think what you're saying is, that may be the initial emphasis yeah. to allow power to the people, so to speak, social moderation, and then you can monetize the platform. You can. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's not, is this is a possibly a two-pronged approach whereby you're monetization of this might be 10 years away well that's right i look it's, it's he's playing the long game here i think there's something at wikipedia it is successful it is moderated content done by the people and i think it gives power back to the people not only to reason and argue but also to moderate in other words it's not someone high on up saying you can't post that there it's the people themselves who decide what's what is good content and what is harmful or that might in actual fact hurt other people, which is really what you want to try and avoid. You want to avoid the kind of free speech that actually could end up injuring somebody, basically being harassed or harmed in some way, which you don't want.
There's another thought. Now, this is just me being yeah. my usual self. You could just leave it as it is. Let it make about $2 billion loss every year. That would be a great tax write-off. Well, you could do that too, I suppose. Recurring you know. basis. Yeah, um, but, the, but I believe Elon sees something in Twitter. He does see it. He's an oh, um, advocate for free speech. I I, th- I do see that. I don't think he's a good do-good in the way that you talk about it, uh, Rob. I think he is very much a businessman. I think he's got his own personal reasons for taking on Twitter because it is such a powerful platform. But at the same time, I think he's got, and he hasn't disclosed it, where he wants to take the business. But I just think that the Wikipedia model is one that might be influencing. It, it will take many years to develop, decentralize it, make it open source, change the way content is moderated, and you might have a successful business that you will indeed be able to monetize, and it will be a tremendous success. Yeah, there's, there's somewhat of a utopian world in there, isn't there, where you you provide the power to the people, as that's you a good, say. Now, that's a good word, a utopian, because I think that's what Elon Musk is. He is a utopian. Yeah, and there's there's some element of that in there, mm. in that you take the power away from the elites, yep, and you allow society to self manage and self moderate. Yes, which I think is the right approach because I don't know how often you use Twitter, but I mean I find Twitter fun and interesting because I follow a few people on there, and but at the same time I see some of the hateful tweets that people pump out. I think, my God, it's like, it's, it's the blowback that you see from some tweets is like extraordinary. And you think, well, why, why would you, why would you want to go on it? I mean, it's just yeah. not, not attractive. Well, well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you how much I use Twitter. I'll, I'll get around to telling you how many tweets I've done when I've downloaded the app onto my phone. Okay. All right. Okay. Not much. In other words, Rob, no, no I, I use, I have to be honest, I do use it daily. And I, I suppose I'm a, which I think I'm probably worse for where I tend to be a little bit addicted. I used to tweet a fair bit, but then I kind of stopped. I, I sort of just read other people's <laughs> tweets, which I do find interesting because there is some genuinely useful individuals and projects to follow. For example, I follow the, the NASA web telescope on Twitter because oh, yeah, they're regularly yeah. tweeting updates in terms of their mirror alignment or Mars Perseverance rover. I mean, and there's certain individuals that are absolutely fantastic and they're great to follow. Very interesting, very inventive and funny. So if we summarize okay. where we've got to, number one, we're saying this is not a pure play social media re-engineering or uh, utopian type approach in its purest sense. We believe that he's got a model in his head about how he can monetize Twitter. In his head he has. He hasn't disclosed it. Yeah. Yeah. And and it hasn't been disclosed yet. And and even if it does get disclosed, there's no guarantee it would work. Yep. The current stalling of the deal is probably a negotiating point because just someone like Musk wouldn't go in three weeks ago and say, I'm going to buy Twitter and then turn around three three weeks later and go, no, I'm not. Well, I think his shares falling in Tesla falling by 24% might influence that decision-making as well. But I think that's a negotiating ploy. I think he's doing what I call reverse due diligence. I'm going to buy the company and then, oh, by the way, I'll just do some due diligence and I might come back and change change the number. He's interested in the bots, yeah. (laughs) 
change yeah. the number indeed. <laughs> yeah. But but then so where we're landing is that mm. we we think that he might take it down the same sort of track as Wikipedia. Possibly. Where it becomes a platform for the common good. Wikipedia is certainly useful. I use Wikipedia all the time. It's certainly a platform where moderation of the platform is managed by the users. Mm. And therefore that will cut out obscene, illegal, harmful, insulting type yeah. practices. And then maybe that then when it's stabilized to that sort of platform mm. is where the monetization comes in. Is that a fair summary, do you think? I think so, yes. I mean, my own view is that I think potentially Twitter could become a community-owned and moderated platform, just like Wikipedia, where you pay a subscription for it. And yep. then you'd, you'd say, well, look, I pay a subscription to certain news publications, <sighs> like like The Economist or other things, but people would pay. I mean, if it's genuinely useful content and it hasn't got all that ridiculous hate speech type stuff in it that deters others and i think then then it'll definitely become a useful platform for reasoned argument debate and become potentially a town square that gives power back to the people well one thing we can guarantee as we wrap this up is we don't know <laughs> exactly only only elon musk knows what he's thinking yeah and you and i like many other people around the world right now uh so what's he doing this for oh, i think i think time will tell robert where this deal oh. goes whether naturally who knows next week he might the whole deal might be called off for all we know or he may go <sighs> through and complete and then of course we're going to have to see what happens as he takes the company private and what he does with it yeah and he will it, be the I, ceo he said he will he will take charge of the business it's got to be a fascinating journey whatever Whatever happens, it'll be an interesting journey. And, and I think that's been a, a, a good conversation to just sort of unwrap it a little bit. It is. And try and examine what the hell is he doing this for? <laughs> Time will tell. Time will tell. But that's been a great conversation, Toby. And as usual, we're going to be back in two weeks from now with another podcast on yet another interesting topic we we do pick them certainly we do yeah an interesting we, m&a <laughs> deal this is the most peculiar one because we haven't talked about the m&a aspects in too great a detail i think there's because of the impact twitter has so large and wide now so you can't help but talk about the broader implications of it but fascinating nonetheless absolutely well we're going to be back in two weeks and other than that it's uh, my duty to just say bye for now goodbye